The jig is up as Octavia and Carhoon have been discovered in the Koatoa Chapel. Is this temple housing the artifact? Are these fish creatures more intimidating than they look? Or are we in for a good old-fashioned fish fry? Welcome to me, my spouse, and a die. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Me, My Spouse, and a Die. I'm Gwyneth, your resident Asimar, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair. And I'm Austin, your resident Dungeon Master. Me, My Spouse, and a Die is a family-friendly actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast, where we follow our hero, Octavia Marguerite Sinclair, through her adventures in the continent of Mawir, a land that has been ravaged by war against monsters for 15 years. So I don't remember if it was last time or the time before, but we were talking about level 10. It was the time before because you leveled up. <laughs> yeah. And getting into higher level 5e play mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and whether or not people like that or not. I think I was thinking about it this morning. Dangerous pastime. In my, in my morning rituals. And I think higher level is actually going to be easier to do. One on one, just because of the balance mm-hmm. of five E is kind of after level like seven or eight starts to get really, really touch and go there. Mm-hmm. Um, just because at level one, like a giant weasel or a goblin <laughs> yep. can murk you. Yeah, one on one when you have just one person. Yeah, like you're you're you you toast. Mm-hmm. But once you get up past that, I can throw. Stuff that, based on the CR guidelines, you should not be able to handle, but mm-hmm. you probably will because you're a, a caster with lots of interesting spells, and mm-hmm. Karun can lay out a lot of damage <laughs> around. Um, because I've I've been DMing our other campaign with a full five person party, and they just got to level ten recently. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I think a little bit before Octavia, but pretty soon recent yeah and i've decided to just throw out cr balance out the window because i've been like <laughs> deadly encounter deadly encounter deadly encounter and they've they, like just breeze and like them. i take one hit point of damage and that's because i rolled bad and crit failed and yeah. hit myself i think there was a fight where you you were the only person who took damage and it was because you fell i think so which admittedly that was because a devil flew you like 30 feet oh, into the yeah, air and then yeah. dropped you dropped well me, yeah. and then someone killed it so you were only oh, up like right. thirty feet yeah. instead of like a hundred. And I think it's also because I had a my other character had some giant owls summoned at the time, and the giant owl tried to catch me out of the air or something and wasn't able to, and because I was a tiny little gnome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that is I think that is accurate. So I've I've sort of fallen into that already because I was like Elder Brain, why not? And I know I did not play or position that Elder Brain one hundred percent optimally, but still you didn't have much trouble with. Said Elder Brain, and I also gave you some buffs to make sure yeah. it didn't just well. I mean, we completely destroy we, you. We we weren't. I mean, it's not like we breezed through that, but also at the same time, we started the fight being ex- extremely depleted. That's true. I think I started the flight. The, the flight. I think I started the, the fight. Flight. Um, you know, I didn't have my wings. Speaking of flight, you mm-hmm. know, I I don't think I had any wild shapes left because mm-hmm. I think I had used them yeah, all to I don't get think you, did. you know behind the em- enemy lines. Um, so, you know, I don't think it was as easy as just breezing through, but it was also because we didn't like start it at full power, I don't think. That's true. Yeah. 
So I think going forward as we get into the low teens, mm-hmm. it'll be uh, interesting because that's like as much as 5e is a is a pretty solid system man cr i don't know how that got published <laughs> and i know this is a this is a broad spanning i'm not the first person to make this criticism obviously most people are like yeah cr is it's terrible so i mean it's supposed to be that what if you have a cr5 creature it should go up against a, a party of a cr5 creature should be a medium encounter for a party of four level five characters okay i mean lot like it is not that it's uh, that, does, that falls out ideally, after level like three or four yeah that, i mean in, in in the abstract that seems like a good system but oh it would be a good system but the numbers just don't don't match quite up make yeah sense yeah oh yeah and then if you throw in then make it one pc and one you know sidekick then that just complicates up the wazoo too yeah so i i think things will be a bit more i don't know i've stopped really paying attention to cr entirely and i'm just like yeah this kind of makes sense and it they'll probably be okay <laughs> well and if not well oh well figure something out we'll figure something out yeah. here's here's three dragon turtles have fun Oh my gosh! Yeah, that was. I mean, we did a surprising amount of damage, but that's true. It's only I think as I crit once, really great, mm-hmm, and it was a great mm-hmm. crit, and I actually rolled well on my damage. The thing had upwards of like three hundred hit points. Yeah, that's obscene. So yeah, so that's and and then three of them. That's it's just gonna keep on mm-hmm. plotting. I mean, I just would bonk, like bonk, to be bonk. a dragon turtle. That sounds like a just live at the bottom of the sea. Flop around, eat whales, you know, come out every once in a while. Destroy a city. Basically be, basically be Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. <laughs> oh, have I talked about my um my Mon Mothra on the on the show, how I want to have a Star Wars Godzilla crossover where Senator Mon Mothra just becomes a, a kaiju. <laughs> oh, I thought that was funny. It, Austin just shook his head. I mean it's it's a pretty solid pun. And you know how we feel about puns oh, on this podcast. Yeah. Also I have um tattooing my Star Wars uh, tattoo parlor. I also thought that was pretty clever. That's also, that's also pretty clever. <laughs> None of you can take these ideas, listeners. <laughs> Not that we'd be able to, because uh, Disney. Disney, yep. No, Disney. Because Disney. Because Disney. Oh, man. So, yeah, we're going to see how we're gonna see how things... Yeah. All this talk, and then I'm like, here's, you know, low-level combat fodder with Koatoa, so... Well, I think, um, you know, something that the listeners obviously can't see is um, Austin drew out a really lovely map here. Um, And by lovely, it's a few polygons. Hey, it, it, it does it does what it needs to do because um, we actually do a lot of our combat theater of the mind. So it's it's fun to see even even, you know, a rudimentary map. But the room that the Kuotoas are in is very is not very small. Um, but for uh, for combat with five, um, you know, participants, it's going to be it's going to be a little bit tight quarters, especially as many of the uh, the creatures that I can wild shape into, you know, are are large or bigger. Um, so, you know, sure, they might be fodder, but it's it's close quarters, which always makes things a little bit more interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, with that, I think, why don't we just go ahead and get into it? All and right. we're going to start this episode with one of my favorite ways to start one, which is everybody roll initiative. Woo! All right. Octavia rolls a... Ooh, she rolled great. She rolled a 19 for Octavia and for Carhoon. Eight. 
All right, so we come into this scene. Octavia had just tried to creak open an underwater door after witnessing a very interesting Kotoa, some sort of sacrificial service where they uh, all approached this priest and sacrificed tiny sea creatures on a giant metal sea urchin of doom. After all of the participants had retreated through several tunnels in this chapel, you had found a door at the back of this raised platform over this cathedral. Tried to peer through and saw the Koatoa priest and two helpers continuing some ceremony, perhaps blessing this offering in a small back room. However, as you did that, the priest locked eyes with you, seeing your intrusion, pointed a fishy finger at you, and shouted something unintelligible. It is your turn to start this combat. What do you do? All righty. So Octavia, you know, locks eyes with this uh, main Kuatoa priest. Um, and, you know, she, w- she was kind of ready to, to get going. She was kind of already, you know, had, had, had started to, like, tighten her muscles. And she kind of, uh, there's a little hallway to go back to this, you know, inner chamber type of thing. And so she's going to leap forward. And as she does, her head kind of elongates and her arms, like, kind of meld into the side of her body as she turns into a reef shark. All right. What size is a reef shark? Shark. It is only medium. Medium. Okay, yeah. so you can stay the same size. Exactly. Perfect. Because, again, with this room being a bit smaller, there's actually, as things are set up, no square that she could be in fully without squeezing um, as, a, as a large creature. All right. So you turn into a reef shark. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. What do you do Oh, now? I thanks. Um, so is this iron sea urchin in between her and the main Kuotoa priest? Yes. Okay. Um, how how tall is this? How tall is the ceiling? Not incredibly tall. Probably okay. only about, uh, you know, eight feet or so. Koto okay. are kind of short. So she couldn't They're really kind of dwarf swim over the urchin to get to the main guy, right? Um, you probably could. There wouldn't be much clearance. Okay. It, would she, like, scrape her belly on it or something, maybe? Mm, no, probably not. Oh, okay. Um, well, she is going to enter the room... And, you know, she's actually just going to bite out at one of the, um, you know, acolytes on either side just to kind of try to get them out of the way. Okay. Ten to hit. That is a miss. Ah, man. Rolled high on initiative, but rolled poorly on um, the attack. Okay. That is your turn. That is my turn. All right. The priest goes first, and after shouting at you, waves its fishy hands, and a big, like, hook made out of, like, ethereal ectoplasm pops into existence right next to you. Oh, great. And it takes a swing at you. Okay. As this is a spell you should be well familiar with. Spiritual Spiritual weapon. weapon! This is a fish cleric. I love that. I'm imagining, um, like, Maui's hook from Moana. Kind of, yeah. Uh, that's an eight to hit. That does not hit. So that's probably going to miss. My AC's not high as a shark, but thankfully it's not in the single digits. The fish is then going to, because that was a bonus action. Right. It is then going to 
call down a sacred flame upon oh you. Dear. So please make a dexterity saving throw. <clears throat> Four. Ooh, that is a fail. This is going to be a 2d8 because oh, it is geez. a high enough level cleric. This reef shark is a relatively low CR creature, so it doesn't have a bunch of hit points. You take eight points oh, of radiant damage. It Ooh, is. I am resistant to radiant damage because I'm an Asimar. Oh, all right. Well, then you take half of that. Nice. All right. The two acolytes then go next. <laughs> Poor Carhoon rolled so poorly. Carhoon rolled very badly. Um... All right, this first one is gonna slide down next to you. Okay. And then it's gonna make two attacks at you. Oh dear. It is going to bite at you. Okay. Ooh. This big it opens fishy its big head. toothy fishy mouth. Takes a chomp for a natural nineteen. Oh That's probably dear. Gonna yep. Hit. It deals three points of piercing damage okay. to you, and then it lunges back with a big staff that has two big metal clamped like jaws on either side of it. It's like the sticks that you use to pick things up from far away. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Except scary. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Just with big metal spikes on the end of it. And is gonna try to hit you with that. Oh dear. For a nineteen to hit. (laughs) That does hit. It deals four points of piercing damage and you are grappled. Okay. So it's got this like around your big shark throat and it's mm-hmm. holding you in the water as you're trying to wriggle free. The other one. Jeez. Does grappling give you disadvantage on anything or is it literally you just can't move? I always forget. I, this. I always mix up Pathfinder grappling and 5e grappling. I think it's just you can't move, but let me let me double check before I do anything. Creature size, squeezing, actions, attack, casting, dashing, disengage, dodge, help, ready. I'm, I'm on that same Turn. roll 20 compendium. I like this, but it just, it takes so long to find it's, what you're actually yeah. looking for. Melee attacks, opportunity attacks. Grappled. Uh, speed becomes zero, can't benefit to any bonus. Okay, so literally. Just can't you move. You just can't move. Okay. That's dumb. I mean, it does seem like it should lower my AC or something. You would think you would at least have disadvantage on dex checks. Yeah. Or saves. Or something. Or something. Something dex related. All right. So the second fish acolyte is going to... It's going to move down, and it is going to just lash out with its pincer staff as well, because it has reach Oh, with not fair. For a 15 to hit. That does hit. I might not be this reef shark for very long, y'all. Ooh, seven points of piercing oh, damage. And I guess that one kind of clamps down, too, so they've both got you. They're holding you in the center of this. Carhoon's turn. All right. He is going to move up. Um, Does the spiritual weapon, like, take up an entire square? Or how exactly does that work? I don't think so. Okay. I'm going to say it doesn't. You can kind of move through it. It can't take opportunity (laughs) attacks anyway, so I'm going to say it doesn't really take up a space. Keep in mind... Movement speed is halved, and Carhoon has disadvantage on all attacks because he's underwater. Right. Um, right, 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 right. Thankfully, he doesn't have to move very far, and he's relatively swift. So as far as movement speed, he will be able to get up into the foray. Okay. He is going to move up 
into the same square as the spiritual weapon. I feel like it's kind of floating above his head type of thing. Um, and he is actually going to reach out and because <laughs> we'll see if this makes any effect because they're in water. He's going to shocking grasp the one acolyte that used reach to attack me. Um, you have advantage on the attack roll if the target is wearing armor made of metal. I assume it's not, right? Because it's, it's an acolyte. Yeah, you can... Yeah, just make the attack. Okay. And so that wouldn't have disadvantage, right? Because he's literally just kind of putting his hand out, which is right, why yeah, I yeah. wanted to go that route. Yep. All right, rolling with a different die this time. <laughs> Natural 20. <laughs> okay. Oh, my gosh. I finally have been rolling relatively poorly the past couple episodes. You say that every episode, though. No, I, I have had a string of relatively bad luck. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. Okay, this is from Allie. Thank you, town. Allie. There is no title to this, but the crit is buoyed by your success mm. in battle. You feel lighter and have a burst of energy. You deal your normal critical damage, and you are now under the effects of the blur spell for 1d4 rounds. Ooh. Your body becomes blurred, shifting and wavering. To all who can see you. For the duration, any creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. An attacker is immune to this effect if it doesn't rely on sight, as with blind sight, or can see through illusions, as with true sight. Ooh, thanks, Allie. This is Very a really nice. fun one. So, with normal crit damage, does that mean I still roll 2d8? Yeah, okay. normal, normal crit damage. That's really great because since he's going to have disadvantage on his attack rolls, like he's yeah. not going to be as effective. So, him having. You know, people having disadvantage against him, that's really, really clutch. Mm-hmm. All right, rolling this 2d8 here. On 2d8, I rolled a total of eight. Eight lightning damage. And also that Kuatoa cannot take reactions until the start of its next turn. Karhun's level 10. Right. Shocking Grasp should deal 2d8 base. Oh, 10. I'm sorry. I have. I just looked at the... I have, I have it on his sheet. So you sheet get another 2d8. I, oh, okay. Because cantrips. Oh, okay. Scale so, sorry. With I I just had it. I have it written on his sheet, and I didn't update it since Aren't he. Aren't I such a benevolent? You are DM. such a benevolent I didn't have DM. To do that. Why? Thank you so much. All right. Let's see if I roll any better on these d8s. Another six. Fourteen is pretty solid. <laughs> I rolled a one on this die, and for a second it looked like a seven, and I was like, yes. And then I looked more closely, and it was like one. <laughs> All right. That is car- roll a one d4 for the blur. Oh right. Yeah. This is this is cool. I really like that. Three rounds. Three rounds, all right. Round one of Blur. All right. I imagine it's like the agents in the Matrix. It's like... Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking too, yeah. All right, Octavia, it is your turn. All right, You well, are currently grappled by two Kotoa, each with a staff around your shark, sharky neck. Oh, did they like both right around grapple the grill. me? Yeah. Well, how did, how did that work if Carhoon is now in between? He's just like under or over. Okay. It's the... water, so it kind of, you know. All right, what all can I do while I'm grappled again? Uh, Basically anything except move. Okay, well, that's fine, because Which... I'm just going to munch on this guy with my big reef shark jaws. Yep. I have an advantage on the attack because of pack tactics, because Carhoon is within five feet of me. Yeah, it has to be within five feet of your target, not you. Oh. Almost assuredly. Nope, you're right. I was just completely reading that wrong. Yep. Um. Okay, well... Mm, ah, oh, oh. Man. Okay, well. 16 total still. To hit, yeah. Or sorry, 15 total to hit. Yeah. Still. All right. 
on the one that I attacked first. Okay. So the first one that ran up and grabbed you. Correct. That is six piercing damage. Okay. Um, and that is all that I can do. I do not have multi-attack because this is only a CR half creature. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. It is the arch priest's turn. Oh, yeah. Who is going to first use a bonus action to swing at Carhoon with the spiritual weapon. That is a 17 to hit. That is... Sorry, 19 to hit. That is a hit, and he also has a lower AC right now because his chain shirt is not on. True. Uh, that will deal eight points of force damage. Skabong! And then the fish is going to do the classic cleric c combo and cast Spirit Guardians. Mm. So you see it wave its hands again and surrounding it ethereal like Lobster. fishy ancestors start swarming around it and I f- always forget how this works. Does it tick on your turn? If you are evil, they appear fiendish. Uh, when you cast the spell, he designates the two acolytes unaffected. Okay, perfect. It is the acolyte's turn. The first acolyte who has you grappled is going to cast a spell. Oh, dear. It is going to wave its little fins. And you and Karhoon need to make charisma saving throws. Okay. Um, for Octavia, nine. For Karhoon, <laughs> ten. He has a negative one to his charisma. All right. You both feel yourselves fall under the effects of the Bane spell. Ooh. So you will have to subtract 1d4 from all of your attacks and saving throws. Okay. Great, 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 great. The second acolyte is going to... Is this this pincer staff two-handed or one-handed? It is going to bring down a sacred flame on Carhoon. Okay. So make a dex save and subtract a d4 from that, please. (sighs) Great. (laughs) Dex save? Dex save. 15 total. That is a pass. Nice. These ones are not as strong in a force. (laughs) All right, it is now Carhoon's turn. All right, so he, uh, uh, seeing, let's see, he he used his shocking grasp. Mm -hmm. He's going to swing with his battle axe anyway, just because even though he's disadvantaged, he at least has two attacks, so hopefully at least one of those will connect with these fleshy little fish buddies. All right, swing number one. Oh, does he still have Bane? Or? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, swing number one. Total of 17 with you Bane. You subtracted a d4. Okay, I that only hits. Roll, I only rolled one, but let me roll again to see if I rolled lower than that. Nope. All right, so 17 to hit. Okay, that's a hit. All right. He has such a high to hit that, mm-hmm. thankfully, <laughs> which Gwyneth needs. 14 slashing damage. Okay. On the one that he already shot mm-hmm, and grasped. Mm-hmm. All right, good hit. All right, it's st- is it still up? Yep. All right, he's going to swing again. Just roll the d20s first, and if it would hit, I'll make you roll the 1d4. Because if it's going to miss anyway, oh, okay. it's not good even call, worth it. Call. Just to speed things along. Would a 12 hit? Yes. 
Okay, and then let me roll again. <laughs> Natty 17 for the second one. Okay. Um, oh, wait, I guess I, I still... Let me roll the d4 again. Yeah. Uh, oh, nine. That is a miss. Okay, all right. Bane did Bane. its job for the second swings. You merely adopted the water. I was burning it. All right. <laughs> Never gets old. Literally. <laughs> okay. That's Garhoon's turn? Yeah, and then he will just stay there. Um... He couldn't... Well, I guess, could he swim over the... Oh, wait. Before anything happens, Carhoon needs to save against Spirit Guardians. Oh, is he close enough? Oh, yeah. Spirit Guardians, I'm pretty sure. 15 feet. Oh, okay. So, make a wisdom saving throw. Wisdom saving throw. Minus 1d4. Six. That's a fail. Not having great luck on these saving throws. No. All right, Karun takes eight necrotic damage. Oh, geez. That's not, it could have been much worse. How high of a level is this cleric? Pretty high. Okay. All right, now it is your turn. Okay. And you need to make a save against yes. Spirit Guardians. Wisdom save? Yes. Ten. I rolled a four on the D4 for Bane. fail. Okay. Oh, that's a much better roll. That's 20 points of necrotic damage. Goodness gracious. Well, thankfully, I'm also resistant to necrotic damage. So I only take 10, 10, but I am popped out of reef shark form. Okay. You turn back into an Asimar, and you are free to do what you want to do. All right. Okay. I'm back in my shape here. All right. I'm still grappled, too. You are. Okay. Right. So I can't move. Correct. You could try to break the grapple. And that's what? Strength? Mm -hmm. Or acrobatics. She's not particularly dexterous or strong in this form. In her Asimar form. Mm-hmm. Um, and what did we decide as far as the rules of casting underwater with verbal components? So, as much as 5e is a pretty solid system, there are some instances I wish they would clarify things because there's no good ruling. There's no rule that explicitly states you can't do it. Mm-hmm. But there is also text that says, like, you have to be able to speak in order to use verbal components. So, I'm, bas- um, I'm going to have you roll for it. Okay. Um, like just a d20 or yeah, some just, sort of uh, concentration or wisdom because that's her casting ability? Like, I would call it just basically a straight up like d20 roll. What's what's my what's my what's my odds? Oh, uh, I mean, pretty good. Okay, just just trying to think of whether it's worth it type of thing. Yeah, since you can breathe, there'll be there'll be better odds than if you could not breathe underwater. Right. Yeah, and it's I think with water breathing, like. I think I like base. I forget if it's like I grow gills or something, but it's you know I think I still am inhaling. I think I'm mm-hmm. inhaling the water like yeah. I would talking, as opposed to there being like some sort of you know classic air bubble around my head type of thing. So it's not a hard roll, but there's a chance of failure. Okay. These Kotoa are formidable. These weird fish-like things been laying out the pain so far. Okay, I am going to try to cast a spell. Okay. And so I'm going to just roll this d20. 14. Yep. 
Okay. Um, so she is going to, from the heavens, kind of inspired by um, the spell that Carhoon surprisingly cast a little bit ago. She's going to call down some lightning. Call lightning? Yeah. Okay. You and, don't need to see this guy for that to work, correct? It just works, and you get a bonus if it's stormy. Oh, no, never oh. mind, actually. The spell fails if you can't see a point in the air where the storm cloud could appear. Okay. So I'm like Eeyore. You would know that. I would know so that. I'm not going to okay. make you waste that spell. Okay, thanks. Um, it's like Eeyore when the cloud just appears above her. That's kind of like how this spell works. Okay. Um... <laughs> Again, look at how benevolent I am. You are being very benevolent today. I really appreciate it. Let me see. Make a con save for me. Which one? Uh, the head priest or the acolytes? Let's do the head priest. Okay. I rolled a natural one. Oh, nice. So you are going to take the full brunt of this D12 color spray. Sorry. Wow. Poison spray. Goodness gracious. My color spray? I mean, okay. Goodness. Blindness. Blindness is pretty good. Rolled a one and a nine, so ten poison damage. That's almost average. Do I see if poison doesn't work as much on it because of its being a gross fish? No, nope. poison okay. seems to work on it. It coughs and hacks really grossly. Just... Oh my gosh. I do love the art of the Koatoa because, like, their head is, like, three-fourths of their body. It's Yeah, they there was a big design shift because the... The Fori Koatoa looks super cool. And then they were like, let's make them really derpy in fifth. <laughs> and they're just like really derpy. I don't think I've actually looked at the fourth edition ones. I'm going to have really to look cool. them up. They look, they look I really mean, it's cool. a cool idea. I like them because they're basically, you know, ocean goblins, like a kind of, you yeah. know, that type of thing. All right. All and, right. Um, and and so to try to break the grapple, that'd be like an action, right? Not a bonus action? Correct. So okay. you just spent your action. So she will just kind of remain, you know, cuddled up and securely, you know, comforted by these uh, pincer staffs. Alright. So, the priest, the archpriest, did not like that, is gonna swing the spiritual fish hook at you. Sounds good. 13 to hit. Miss. Alright. It is then going to bust out Dobby Guns. So to speak. Waves its hand, and some energy coalesces in the water in front of you before emanating out from it in what you might call a destructive wave. Ooh, jeez. Are you sure that Spirit Guardians isn't concentration? It is, but destructive wave it, is not. Destructive wave isn't. Okay. So. I have used this spell to much effect. Mm-hmm. How the tables have turned. <laughs> Make a constitution saving throw, you and Carhoon. Now, are we still baned? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, how many... Does how, does it last for a couple rounds, or how long does bane last? It lasts for minutes. Oh, I minutes. Think. Really? It lasts more than a couple rounds. At least a minute. Bane, 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 bane. Up to a minute. Okay, wow. I, for some reason, hadn't realized it lasted that long. Mm-hmm. All right. So, I'm sorry, you said... Con, con save. saves. Alrighty. For Octavia, 20 total with the... That's a pass. Negative D4. And then for Carhoon, 7. That is a fail. So, you're going to take half of this damage. Okay. So, first you'll take 19 thunder. You'll take half. Followed by... So, I'll take, what, 8 total? 8 total. 
nine total. Followed by 22 radiant. So you will take half of half of that. Okay, so I would normally take You would normally 12, take 11. 20, you said 22. Yeah. So tw- oh, yeah, so 11 would be the, that half, and then my half would be what? Five. five? But Garhoon takes all of it. Okay, and how much was that total? 19 plus 22, 41. Goodness gracious. That was its, that was its big boom, so we had to uh, slumps exerted. You can tell that took a lot of effort on this fish's part. Mm-hmm. You know, a fifth-level spell slot, a fifth as level you might slot, say. As you might say. It's highest-level <laughs> spell slot, you might, you might say. All right, it is then... That's what the Archpriest is going to do. The Acolyte, who is the one closest to you... All right. ...is going to just try to bite you. Okay. For a natural one. That does not. Is this is this a, is this no. a important enough? <laughs> this one is not. Doesn't get to get to critical fail. No. Okay. <laughs> and the other one is going to release the grapple on you. Okay. It is going to move back, so Carhoon will get an opportunity attack. Good. Under Bane, and right. it is then going to try to pincer Carhoon and grapple him to oh, keep okay. him at arm's length. Well, let me roll that so attack roll of opportunity, the opportunity first. Attack. Disadvantage. I rolled a natural 20 for one of them. Oh, no. It's probably going to hit. I saw what you rolled. 22. (laughs) All right, so Carhoon gets a hit in. Not a crit. I know. I saw that, and I'm like, are you serious? 15 points of slashing damage. That's That's a big old hit. This fish is not looking great. It's got a big, like, gash wound right across its chest as Mm -hmm. it slips backward and thrusts the pincer staff at Carhoon's throat. It will roll with disadvantage because of the blur. Oh, right, yeah. Which I think it's got one more round of. Rolled really well. It rolled a natural 14 and a natural 17. Oh, the natural 14, even with no additions, would hit with because he doesn't have his his chain shirt on. Uh, minimum damage, three points of piercing damage, but Carhoon is now grappled. Okay. Okay, that is the Fisho's turns. Carhoon is up. He is grappled. He cannot get within melee range of either of these right now. He could try to break it or do something else. Mm-hmm. Could he drop his his axe and pull out his longbow and attack? Does the longbow have disadvantage underwater? It doesn't because it's piercing, right? A ranged attack automatically misses beyond the t- normal range, even against the target with a normal range, and attack roll has disadvantage unless the weapon is a crossbow, a net, or a weapon that is thrown like a javelin, including spear, trident, or dart. Okay. So yes, okay. disadvantage. Okay. It doesn't make any sense why something that's thrown like a javelin doesn't have disadvantage, but something like an arrow does. I mean, it kind of does. I guess you have to pull the... You have to pull it all back and the but you have string to moving pull, through the water. You have to pull your arm back to like throw a javelin. So there still would be drag. Anyway, uh, because he still would have disadvantage, he's not going to go that route. Um, instead, he will try to break the grapple. All right, roll a strength or dexterity check. S- saving throw or check? Check. Just check, okay. So you don't right. have the bane on this one because it's not a saving throw. Oh, okay, perfect. 18. Yes. Okay. Breaks, so. reaches up, grabs the pincers, and just pulls it <laughs> See apart. See his arms just, like, bulging. Yeah. Pulls um, it apart, and, yeah, he's he's out of the grapple, but that was his action. All right, well, he's still going to move up, and he is going to get right in the face of the acolyte that grappled him. 
Okay. Oh, also make a save against spirit, spirit guardians. Spirit guardians, right? I was I was just thinking that. But this would have the bane because it's a saving throw, yeah. Yes. And wisdom. Wisdom. Oh wait, hold on. Before we before we even do that, I need to make a concentration check for my archpriest. Oh right. You hit uh, it poison to for spray. ten it, yeah. damage, so it needs to hit a DC ten. Oh no. Ooh. Ooh. It failed. <gasps> Yay! So never mind okay. that spirit guardian. Nice. Because Carhoon, I mean, that destructive wave took a wallop yep. on yeah, him. Yeah, so uh, you see the spectral fiendish fishes floating around this thing in a 15-foot radius just poof, dissipate into thin water. Awesome. Well, that's that is even better then. So he's kind of now up in the up in the grill of both the head priest and the acolyte. Kind of, you know, his his arms bulging. We get to. I feel like we get to see his pecs a little bit more now that he doesn't have his chain shirt on and he just has a he has a floaty hey, pirate shirt it. on. Keep it clean. Keep it PG. It's very clean. Just imagine Terry Crews. Just like <laughs> he's having fun lifting with the captain's lab. Mm-hmm. And that will be his turn. All right. It is your turn. All right. Um, I am going to, again, just... All right, I'm so grappled. Um, I'm going to poison spray the big baddie. Okay. So I will roll a d20. Eight. Wait, why are you... You don't roll a d20 with poison spray. Uh, For casting underwater. Oh, right, right, right. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you're good. Okay. And so, yes, if you could make a con save for me, please. Seventeen. Oh, you just made it. So, unfortunately, unfortunately, you don't take anything because it's a cantrip. So, you are able to just kind of like, like swoosh the water around his face to kind of make sure that uh, the poison doesn't get through to him. Cool. All right. Anything else you're doing? I don't really want a wild shape again quite yet, so okay. and I'm not very strong, so I think that'll be it right now. Okay, the spiritual weapon is going to take another swang at you. All right. 20. That does hit. Deals you seven points of force damage. Bang. The archpriest is then going to lift both hands and exclaim loudly, <laughs> and some... Uh, light magic flows from it and you see some of its wounds and some of the wounds of its friends oh no. heal up for a decent bit. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to give us an actual number. Mm, no. Okay. Right. Evil clerics, man. That cleric. All right, like, and that what are is they its a cleric turn. Up? <laughs> that is always the question when it comes to Quantoa. <laughs> well, you would guess that it's probably a cleric of whatever weird Aboleth was weird out there. Aboleth thing was luring over to the congregation. Yeah. All right, it is the acolyte's turn. One of them, the one who is grappling you, that healing took it basically back up to good as new. Man. Uh, the other one's still looking pretty rough, but looking a little bit better. So this one is going to, it's just going to keep holding on to you. It is going to, it's going to step back a bit so it's not within five feet of you. Okay. But it's going to keep you held in its Right, because it has reach. And then it is going to, before it does that, it's going to bite you though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Probably not. 11? Nope. Miss. All right. Takes a bite. Realizes it's not going to hit you. Glances off of my ever ice breastplate. And then it 
slides back, keeping you away from it so you can't just, like, stab it. Okay. The other acolyte near Carhoon is going to... Yeah, same thing. It's going to bite and then try to pincer again. Okay. The bite is a... Not good. 13. Hits without his his shirt, so... Lay it on me. The bite deals six max damage, six points of piercing. The pincer staff then Goodness comes gracious. out, and that is also going to hit. Deals four points of piercing, okay. and Carhoon is grappled, grappled again. All right. All right. Carhoon's turn. Um, well, even though he's grappled, he is still adjacent to the big bad cleric, and so Correct. he's just going to swing at this main guy. The main one? All right. The main one also looks healed back up to full. Oh, really? Yep. Um, well, in that case, he will do one swing first on the acolyte that is grappling him. Okay. Ten to hit? Miss. Okay. Well, that's his one swing. Let's try with the other one. I mean, disadvantage and bane, guys. Yeah. Like, this is no joke. Yeah. Another 10 to hit. Yep, that is a miss. Okay. So Carhoon is swinging wildly, but this thing is holding it just far enough away with its ah. staff that it can't get a good hit off. Okay, okay, okay. It's your turn, then. Thankfully, folks have moved around a little bit. And Octavia looks around, and she sees that she has a little bit more space than she had before. True. She's going to wild shape. Okay. Into a killer whale. Is that large? It is large. Oh, no, 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 never mind. It is huge. I misread that. I thought it was huge. It is huge. Okay. Could she still do it, though? Uh, (laughs) I would take up, like, 95% of this entire room. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I mean, you probably... So, we've let you squeeze into smaller places before, so it would basically give you, like, disadvantage on a lot of everything. Yeah, okay. So, you, you probably could but it would be hard to be effective in such a way. The room is 15 by 20, and there are enemies pretty close for the listeners to know. Now, because I have water breathing, could I turn into a mammal and be fine and still attack like as a lion underwater and just walk along the floor? I mean, if, if you don't have a swim speed, you will still have disadvantage on attacks. Okay, so the swim speed is what gives the dis- or, or the non-existence of yes. swim speed is what... Okay, okay. Effectively, yeah. And since lions don't throw javelins or tridents... <laughs> I mean, they could. That'd be cool. That, that would be terrifying. <laughs> what was the new cantrip you picked up? Frostbite. Oh, okay. It has... It's less damage than poison spray, but it has a nice range of 60 feet, so I don't have to basically be right up in someone's grove. Yeah. So, looking around and realizing that she has a bit more space than she uh, had when she first entered the room, but maybe not quite enough to turn into the big beast that she wants to, uh, she's going to look around and, uh, you know, her arms kind of plop out to her side and and, and split into two, and her legs do as well, and and her her torso kind of gets squat and fat as she turns into a giant octopus. Which is a large creature and not a huge creature. Gross. 
Okay, octopuses are cool. <laughs> and um, she's actually turned into this creature before, yes. all the way back in Fulmis's, um, uh like tower type of thing. And so she's the same Pepto-Bismol pink <laughs> that she was last time. All right. And she is seeing that both the main cleric and the acolyte are back up to full. She is going to make a tentacle attack against the main bad guy. Okay. Natural 19. That'll do. I guess I should roll the bane, though. I, it's, you're good. <laughs> Sounds good. So, natural 19, um, and so this will be 2d6 bludge. Six bludgeoning. Okay. And you're grappled. Okay. Grappled. It is its turn now, assuming you are done. Yes, that is all that I, I literally cannot move. This is the only square in this entire room that she can fit in, but she is an octopus, so she could probably fit in tiny squeezing spots. But All right. Uh, the fish priest looks at you. You get the sense that it was going to sling some spell your direction, but then turns to Carhoon and slings it his direction instead. Make a wisdom saving throw, Carhoon. Oh, no. With Bane, please. Nine. That is a fail as Carhoon falls under the condition of hold person. Oh, no. Goodness gracious, Goose Grease. Now, can you... You can... Carhoon is paralyzed. Cast your spells normally while grappled, right? Yeah. What if you need... uh, What is it? The somatic, which is the hand gesture? Mm -hmm. Doesn't affect that? They're fish people. They live underwater. They have no trouble casting spells. There, he, he's grappled by my tentacles. Oh, yeah, no. Oh. No, no, no. Otherwise, you would have had problems this whole time. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. I had forgotten about that. Don't try to fin- finagle your way into stuff. <laughs> Fish and nagle. I have been so Fish generous nagle. to you this combat. <laughs> you have been very For you generous. to turn around and try to do this to me, <laughs> I am insulted and betrayed. <laughs> Carhoon is held, paralyzed, and the priest turns to... Uh, it's acolytes and points a free hand at Carhoon and says, <laughs> The acolytes seeing Carhoon just freeze up uh, are both going to move and attack him. So the one who was grappling you, which I guess turning into a large creature would have broken the grapple anyway. Yeah. So it uh, moves over to Carhoon. I don't know. How can the one that was grappling me move to him? Well, I can't bite, but it'll still pincer staff. Oh, I keep forgetting they have reach. Right, 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 right. Uh, so it's going to pincer staff. It would have advantage because he's paralyzed. This is the last round of blur, though, so I'll let that cancel out and just roll a regular attack. Sounds good. Unfortunately, if it hits, it's an automatic crit because Karin's paralyzed. That's going to hit. He's Koatoa, man. These are... I was so excited to have a cleric-like fight because I've I've... DM'd for several clerics and played with clerics, and I'm like, I know all the cleric tricks. These these are literally all of the cleric tricks, yes. I know what to do. Uh, So the pincer staff hits, that's gonna crit for 11 points of piercing damage. The other one is going to release the grapple and then do a bite and a pincer. Both of these will be regular attacks because the blur has this last round. So the bite is a... Wait, they still would have disadvantage because... They have advantage because he's held. 
so they cancel out. Uh, right, right, right. So, that is an 18 to hit, which is going to hit for the bite, which will deal critical bite. Eight points of piercing on the bite. Carhoon's down. Oh, no. Well, it's going to piercing staff him, because that's what it was told to do by the archpriest. Uh, that's going to hit, so it will deal after Carhoon goes down. Deals 11 points. Carhoon needs to make a concentration check, otherwise he will fail a saving throw. DC 10, I believe. Let me just get these rules up for sure before you tell me the number. I don't think it's going to matter. Oh, what'd you roll? One. Okay, Carhoon fails a death saving throw. As he falls to his knees, blood seeping out into the water uh, around him, and all of the fishes sort of... And then they all sort of turn their attention on you. Jeez. Okay, this is real bad. It is Carhoon's turn, actually. At the end of each turn, Carhoon will make a death saving throw. So you have a turn where you can take either a move action or a bonus or standard. Your okay. speed is halved, can't take reactions, and disadvantage on saving throws except for death saving throws. Okay, so he can still take a standard. Yes. If, so you, Octavia can stabilize him with a successful medicine check. Can I do a medicine check as a giant octopus? Um, <laughs> I'll see why not. You got even more dexterous arms. Right. And if you kill an enemy while down, you pop back up. If he does. If he, if, if, yeah, he if does. Carhoon were to kill one of these things, he could pop up. What does his hit points pop back up to? Uh, he will gain basically spend a hit die okay. and a con. Okay. Okay. He won't have to spend a hit die, but he will get hit points equal to a hit die plus con. Okay. And you exit it when he's healed any amount. All right. Sounds good. Um, okay. So he is staggered, basically, and he is going to swing twice at the acolyte that is right in front of him that even though it got healed, it still had taken the most damage so far. So he's praying to Absalon right now. All right. Swing number one. Nine to hit. That is a miss. You know, that's not a miss by much, but it is a miss. Their AC is not very high. (sighs) All right, swing number two. Come on, baby. 17. That will hit. Another cracked eye. I feel like the table is tilted because it keeps just going in between my two notebooks. 12 slashing damage. 12. All right, it is still up. Oh, no. If it only hadn't taken that healing. Oh. All right, um... So, is that the end of Carhoon? That would be the end that of Carhoon's turn? That would be the turn. end of Carhoon's turn. So you have to roll a death saving throw. Okay. Carhoon has one failure. That means if you roll a natural one, Carhoon is dead. Just so you know. Natty 13. All right, that is a success. <laughs> After three successes, you'll gain one hit point. If you fail three times... You're dead on a natural, uh, natural on a natural twenty. You pop back up. Okay, um, and so, but he goes down another level of. I got rid of the levels. Oh, okay. So that's just kind of. That was too complicated. It's just a flat. You have a set of conditions when you're down. That's what happens. Perfect. If you fail three, you still die. If you succeed three, you pop back up. Okay, sounds good. All right, it is your turn. Okay, so I have grappled. The main cleric, 
And according to the text of the giant octopus, until the grapple ends, obviously the target is restrained and the octopus can't use its tentacles on another target. But does that mean that I can attack it with my tentacles again the same target? So I could, it's basically like squeezing because yeah, it's in still. my, okay. Yes. So I'm going to do that. Okay. Natural two, total of seven, I assume doesn't hit. Seven will miss. I can use the luck point. Okay. Does an 11 hit? On the priest? Yeah. It does not. It would on an it acolyte, It would have on the right? other ones. Yeah. This battle is not going very well, people. This is not going incredibly well. It is their turn. The priest looks at you and sort of holds up a hand and goes, blah, 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 blah. and the uh, two acolytes turn their staves towards you. So they ungrapple Carhoon? Yeah. He's, he's almost dead. They're like, we're done with this fool. Okay, since the Archpriest is going to reach out and touch you. Okay. And it says, <laughs> reaches out, and suddenly uh, what they're saying sounds a lot more intelligible to you. Okay. And the priest looks at you and says, in a language you can now understand, because it casts tongues on you, it says... You are defeated! Surrender! Lay down your arms! Come with us! We will present you to our god! Do not, and we will kill you and your friend! I'm an octopus, I can't really talk. Actions speak louder than words, they say. Octavia will look at Carhoon with her weird octopus beaky head. Okay. See he looks bad. that he looks really bad. You don't think this fight is unwinnable, but you do know I will lay out Carhoon's Dying. Yeah. Literally dying. If he rolls a natural one, he's dead. Right. If he takes damage, he, he will be even closer to death. The priest looks largely fine. Yeah. The One of the acolytes looks also basically untouched. One yeah. of them is looking rough, but is still alive and would probably survive at least another round. Now, if you got Carhoon back on his feet and the dice go with you, you could probably take, take them out. Um... But, but if the so dice far, don't the go dice with, have if, not been going with If the with dice us. don't go with you, then you might be in, in a little bit of a problem. So, or, so, I'm just saying, this is what happens. Um, the, it looks like the other two acolytes are readying actions, you might say, as, I guess you can take a free action to respond if, well, you can't talk. Right? No. So that's what it says. The two ready actions... And it's Carhoon's turn. Well, did he put tongues on just me or him? So Carhoon doesn't know I what guess, he just said. I guess, yeah, I could have reached out. You're at both adjacent, so it like... Oh, okay. Let's say it, it slops you both. Well, Carhoon will kind of look at Octavia, knowing that he is literally dying. Yeah, Carhoon's thought processes aren't... Um, super coherent, I super can't coherent imagine. Right so now. he will... Um, Sorry. Is holding and delaying a 5e thing? No. Okay. You can ready actions. <laughs> he will ready an action. Um, uh, and if Octavia attacks again, he'll attack again. Okay. He will need to make a death save throw. Oh, right. Yes. It, it is indeed his action. And uh-huh. if this is a one, Carhoon's dead. Natural 18. Okay. So that's two successes then. Two successes. Two successes, one failure. So on one more success, Carhoon will be back up with one hit point. With one hit point, which is almost worse. 
So it is your turn now. The tide of this battle could turn in either direction. I feel like it has already turned against us. It has. Um. But you have you have many options. I do. Octavia is going to uncurl her tentacles from around the main cleric. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she's an octopus. Mm-hmm. So she'll kind of put the the front two up and okay. it's sort of like all right okay. so you're, you're giving okay. yourselves over to them yeah okay but can she make then a heal check on Carhoon? uh yeah you're gonna try to stabilize yeah go ahead so that'll be a medicine check natural 20 yeah so i i have dc's listed here but with a natural 20 uh you stabilize him to one hit point okay so you slap some octopus goop on his bleeding wounds and, I don't know, tie a tourniquet around his arm gash. Mm-hmm. And he looks still bad, but not immediately about to die. And the acolyte, one of the acolytes walks up to Carhood and, like, reaches for his axe. He'll hand it over. All right. Oh, goodness gracious. Takes the axe, puts it, I don't know, slings it over its back or holds it under an arm. It's kind of awkward to carry. And then, yeah. You know has the pincer staff pointed at the ready and the the, the archpriest looks at you and says remove yourself of this form it is very offensive you are not a creature of the deep <laughs> I wish I could like sign language with my tentacles um okay it's gonna be it's her last wild shape of the day everybody or of a short rest she will unwild shape alright ah! You unwild shape, oh, no. the other acolyte comes up and removes weapons from you, assuming you don't resist. I don't have any your weapons. Staff. It's going to take your staff. Oh, I lean on it, pretending I'm an old lady. These fish people <laughs> do not care, and they see you look pretty young. They they take your staff. Can I roll a deception <laughs> to try to keep my staff? What are you trying to deceive them for? Um, I've been hit pretty badly, and so I'm going to like lean on it heavily. They're, they're not, <laughs> not buying, buying it. it. Okay, okay, I tried. You are you are at their mercy, and they don't seem particularly gentle in in this case. So they just kind of see you leaning on it, and they're like, "Yeah, take it and rip it from your grasp." Um, I mean, I do you have do you have a bow? Oh, I do have a bow. Yeah, yeah. But take the bow okay. off your back and pincer, uh, pincer up to you, and they sort of corral you both in a corner, and the archpriest opens a door at the back of this room and motions for the guards to lead you through and they start fish marching you through the corridors. Oh no. And we'll pick up there next episode. Oh my goodness. (laughs) This did not go how I was expecting. Same. Oh my word. All right. Goodness gracious. Compose myself. All right. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you heard, please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or your preferred podcasting app. Uh, Leaving a review is a really great way for us to reach more folks with our story and with our show. And it also just really makes us feel really, really great. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, we are active on social media, both Twitter and Instagram. And our handle is at Podcast. Also... 
If you would like to submit a crit card like you heard today from Allie, you can do so on our website, me, my spouse, and or shoot us an email at me, my spouse, and at gmail.com. We have a form that you can fill out on our website, or you can just send us the text of what you think is a good crit card to our email. Thank you all so much, and catch y'all next week. <laughs>